The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 56 of the Pokemon Snapshot. Josh, we are back. We are back, baby. Uh, it's been it's been a month. What have you been up to this last month? So, over the last month, uh, we had our uh, break for the holidays from school. Um, so, I actually got to play video games. I played and beat the whole uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game, so that was really fun. Um, I saw the new Spider-Man. Which was, I mean, I'm not going to go into any spoilers or anything. We agreed we wouldn't talk about spoilers. Um, but if you have not seen it and you're even remotely interested in Spider-Man or the Marvel movies, you got to go see it. Yes, go and see um, it. I, I saw it as well, and it is probably one of my, I, I'm not even going to say probably, it is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Oh, 100%. I think the only one that tops it for me is probably Infinity War. It's hard for me to say where it lies just because but you have been watching the movies a lot more recently which you have that you're going to talk about so i guess here's a now a good time to talk about that um also like right around the time the new spider-man came out i finally talked my wife into watching all of the marvel movies she had been resistant to it for we'll be married five years in may and we've been together for eight years going on eight years um and she's finally agreed to watch all of them so we've been watching through them um as soon as we get done recording this, we're going to go watch Endgame. So that's so we're pretty close to to seeing everything. And then we got to watch the TV shows um, after that. But yeah, you got to go see you got to go see Spider-Man. Yeah, you've you've been flying through these movies. I think you ta- you started what, like uh, two weeks ago? Something like that. Yeah, honestly, it's a lot easier than binging TV shows because you watch. I mean, one movie is basically the equivalent of two episodes of a TV show if it's an hour long TV show. So. True. It it's not as much. It's not as much of as, as as much of a commitment as watching a show. To me. But yeah, so that's that's the long and short of what I did over the break. Um, but you didn't really have anything important happen <laughs> while we were gone, while we were on hiatus, did you, Jeff? No, nothing not important. at all. Nothing important at all. Not at all. Only, only there's an extra human in my house. I don't know how she got here. Yeah, you have a whole other mouth to feed. Well, yeah. Jesse has a whole other mouth to feed. Yeah, I help sometimes. She, she. Also gets bottle fed, but yes, my new, I did share on the Pokemon Snapshot Twitter page, you know, I called her my little Togepi, and yes, we have our second child, almost a third child, I was going to see where that other child came, I'm probably the first child, so it might be our third child. You're Jesse's first child, Kyrie's Uh, the second, and now Zoe's the third. Yeah, so yeah. And that was our main reason for going on break, trying to get into the swing of things. Uh, that is why these episodes are going to be airing on Tuesdays, because my we usually record in the evenings, but my evenings are pretty packed. So we're going to be recording. We're going to try to keep episodes every week, but it might. don't be surprised if we have to skip a week just because we are adults and our schedules don't get... get they get all out of whack, especially when yeah. I have two kids I'm trying to figure out schedules. Also... Uh, Kyrie rebroke her arm, so that was all, or clavicle, that was fun. So, she literally rebroke it a week after she was told she could get the slain off. Yeah, she's probably a lot tougher than I am. I would have thrown a huge fit if I broke my clavicle. 
yeah, no, she is. She is a trooper with that. And, ju- and just other things I've been doing. Um, I Over the break, I have had some time to play some Pokemon. I did play Pokemon Shining Pearl. Since we went on hiatus, I really didn't get a chance to talk about it. It's okay. That's all I can really say about that. It's it's Pokemon Pearl. Um, that's about <laughs> not it. I a, did. Not, a gl- not a glowing endorsement there. No. Uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, I had fun. Will I go back and play it? No. Yeah. I think my big issue with the Pokemon Pearl and Diamond is how the progression. It has really out... Like, for example, 10 hours in, you have two badges. And then I beat the game by 22 hours. So it's like... Oh, wow. They put a lot into that first 10 hours, and then they just kind of speed you through it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the sound like the pacing was pacing. Was thank you. That's the word I'm well looking done. for. I'm also on very little sleep. In fact, Josh, I didn't <laughs> tell you this, but you, I was just getting ready to take a nap when you said you were ready to record. Oh, sorry to, <laughs> sorry to push back your nap. Uh, but yeah, so I played that. I play. I got Guardians of the Galaxy on my PlayStation Five for Christmas, and I beat that within a week really fun game i had a blast with that and it really makes me think of what an avengers game could have been like yeah how 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 they ruined the avengers game i'll never know it's like the biggest like it's like the biggest franchise in the history of the world and they blow it (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know but this guardian of the galaxy game because it's the same they're both Square Enix, and are they both Eidos Montreal that worked on them? No, one of them okay. is. Uh, I looked this up, and I don't remember, but it's 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 not the same. The okay, same Montreal is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Avengers was a big company too, and I can't remember who it was. I want to say it's okay. the company that made the Tomb Raider games, but don't hold so me to I, that. I don't remember. Is it? Avalanche, I think it was Avalanche. So that's the Tomb Raider company, right? Mm-hmm. And those uh, Tomb Raider yeah, games are so good. Man, that's just disappointing. Now I'm depressed. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then currently Crystal I'm playing... Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics, that's it. And they're the ones that did make the Tomb Raider games, I believe. Yeah, sorry, Avalanche, don't... Uh, don't yeah, don't, don't, don't come at us. Um, and then right now I'm playing Mass Effect. Uh, it's funny because... <laughs> Lots of my game playing is I can only play while Zoe's asleep. And so it's while she's asleep in my arm and at night and I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm playing Mass Effect now. I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to get to Mass Effect 2 because I know how much better Mass Effect 2, which is an interesting thing they did. They didn't like because everyone will say Mass Effect 2 had the best how they did everything, but they didn't change Mass Effect 1. Like people are still saying it kind of progresses where Mass Effect 2, the how everything works is a lot better still. So they didn't change anything with the original. Mm-hmm. So despite it, despite it being a remaster. Yeah. So that is everything I've been doing over this last month. And it's, I'm tired. I'm having fun. I go back to work tomorrow after five weeks off. Oof. So, yep. That's going to be the, that's going to be the, by far the worst. going to be the hardest thing. <laughs> the child rearing is fine compared to the uh the Having, and i mean these five weeks have just proven i if someone could pay me to stay at home and be very tired taking care of a kid with my wife i i'd be like yes let's do that i don't need to work to stay busy yeah be a stay-at-home dad 
be a stay-at-home dad. I mean, there might be more cleaning involved if I had to, if that was my job title, but uh, we're both just so yeah. tired right now. We hired a cleaning lady. I was about to say, don't kid yourself, Jeff. We both know you don't clean. I know. <laughs> we hired a cleaning lady, and it's... I would say, if it's in your budget, guys, that's a great thing. It's nice to just have her come and clean, because we're all just tired all the time. I feel like if I had a cleaning lady like come to my house to clean, I would just follow her around the whole time and apologize. I, I did that the first day. So this is kind of <laughs> going on a tangent. And I told my aunt. So when I did my student teaching, when I was co- going to be a teacher, I lived with my aunt in Washington and I did it in Washington state. And I used to give her a hard time because she had a cleaning lady come and she goes, we need to clean the house. The cleaning lady is going to be here tomorrow. And I was, I never understood that. Now I completely understand. Like the first time I'm like, I did, I kept apologizing. I'm like, I'm so sorry. She goes, no. And she even had to tell me, she goes, you guys are by far not the worst house I've seen. I don't Uh, judge anyone. I can can only imagine how bad some houses that cleaning folks see. Yeah. We we're just, it's not dirty. We're just cluttered. Yeah. (laughs) We have a small house. Okay. So let's continue on. I do have some Pokemon news here. Um, so some Pokemon Legends Arceus, and I just wanted to bring this up because it happened while we were on break. Uh, they did just release another Japanese trailer, like six minutes, but there hasn't been an English one. So hopefully maybe that'll come out this week and we'll have some more news next week. But they did announce Hisuian Voltorb while we were on break, and it is a grass and electric type, and I think it's really cool looking. Yeah, I do too. It looks like it's made of wood. Yeah, I like how it looks kind of like the old Pokeballs that they're using in this game. How, you know, the current, the, you know, regular Voltorb we're used to seeing is based off of the more current Pokeballs. So it makes Mm -hmm. sense, actually. Yeah. Uh, And then another bit of Pokemon news we have here is Converse has showcased some Pokemon Chuck Taylors and... And they are all sold out, but they're looking really cool. And I put some pictures here for Josh, you, Josh. I appreciate that. They they look really cool. I wish all the Pokemon on them, like they were, um, there was color because it's just like uh, basically a, a a black outline with no color in it. Well, there's four of them. It goes on to the next page. Oh, I should probably scroll down then. Ooh, I like that second one, the one that's yeah. black with the yeah. four. Uh, well, I guess three starters plus Pikachu. Yeah, and then on the flip side, there's a Meowth. Oh, that's pretty cool. On the other yeah, side, I like yeah. That. I tried to those buy those. Those would be those. the ones that I would get, yeah. Yeah, but they were sold out. Dude, high top Converse are the worst, though. Are they? I Yeah, I've never worn yeah. those type, but I'm like, I'd make a sacrifice for Pokemon. I don't like them. Now, if they made, like, basically, the other than my dress shoes for work, the only shoes I wear are Vans. So, if they made some Pokemon Vans, I would probably get some. Uh, and then, if you keep scrolling, Josh, there are two children's ones that... I thought were cool, and I put in here too. Yeah, those Pikachu ones are pretty cute. The Jigglypuff one. We were cute too. if they were in stock. I, like I'll say with kids, I don't like spending a lot of money on shoes because they grow out of them so quickly. Right. Uh, I would have thought twice. I would have bought a pair, a forty dollar pair for my for our Zoe Jeff for her first pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah. Be precious. But yeah, they're all sold out. Uh, actually, when I looked yesterday, the white ones were still in stock. But mm-hmm. if you wore like a men's size three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like tiny feet. Tiny, uh, tiny feet. All the bigger sizes were sold out. Like I would have bought a pair if those were the only pair I could get. But nope, all sold out. Uh, so you can go to Converse. 
Uh, just type in Pokemon Converse and you guys can all find them and maybe tell us on Twitter uh, what you think of our Pokemon Converse or the Pokemon Converse. Uh, because don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot or you can send us an email at the Pokemon Snapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app of your choosing so other Pokemon fans just like yourself can find the podcast. All right, Josh. I think we're ready to get into the next episode after a month I, off. I think it's time. All right. So this episode we watched for this week was titled Pokemon Paparazzi. Or in Japanese, it was known as Photo Op Pikachu. I kind of like that title. I like both titles. Yeah. Both titles are good this time. Uh, it aired on July 23rd, 1998 in Japan and on April 27th, 1999 in the United States. April 17th. April 17th. Thank you. I read that wrong. I, I said I'm tired. <laughs> so tired. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get into the episode. This is Pokemon Paparazzi. The episode begins with Misty feeding Togepi rice balls handmade by Brock, and I can guarantee you that I would never eat anything Brock gave me called rice balls. <laughs> Welcome to 2022, folks. We've made it. Uh, so I am actually surprised the dub referred to them as rice balls. Usually they call them sandwiches or something else because we are uncultured Americans. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that 10 year old me would have looked at these and gone, those aren't sandwiches. Like they look nothing <laughs> like sandwiches, but they always seem to call them sandwiches except for this episode for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can also see that Misty learned from Ash's mistake. Uh, she told Togepi to make sure that he chews it all because if you remember a couple of episodes ago, Pikachu almost died because he tried to swallow an apple whole. Mm. Uh, I do remember that. Um, nearby, some weirdo is taking candid shots of Pikachu. Uh, Ash freaks out when he sees the flash of the camera and thinking it was a gun, freaks out and knocks everyone uh, out of the way. Why does it seem like everyone in Kanto has a gun? Like, is, is Kanto just a county in Texas? <laughs> uh, Ash throws out his Squirtle uh, and has Squirtle spray the Peeping Tom in the bushes. Uh, it turns out that the kid's name is Todd, so I will be calling him Peeping Todd. All right, so I have a lot to say about this scene. Uh, the narrator even describes him as some sort of stalker. He doesn't use those actual words, but he does say some, you know, someone's watching them from the bushes. Mm -hmm. Uh I laughed at this because Ash looks, he sees the camera, he pushes Misty, he tackles Brock, and he just, like, punches Pikachu in the face to get him out of the way. <laughs> uh, this scene actually was, and also, this time he imagines them getting shot, which was actually pretty graphic for a children's cartoon. He, like, it doesn't yeah, show the... It, like, turns into black and white or sepia-toned, and you hear a gunshot and all his friends falling to the ground. Yeah, like the uh, the lens for the camera turns into the barrel of a gun. So does does Ash have PTSD from the old Clint Eastwood man or something? <laughs> or Team Rocket, I'm pretty sure, has pointed guns at him. It, like, <laughs> he needs some therapy bad. Mm -hmm. uh, also, when Squirtle is spraying Todd with water, he yells, This camera is my life! And then Ash, being so savage, he just goes, Then get yourself a new life! <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, like he doesn't care about what other people's aspirations are if you're yeah. not a pokemon master and that's not what you want to be you know you're not doing it right if you don't want ash to be a pokemon master then ash doesn't care about you <laughs> yeah. um, I 
Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I just liked how, you know, he's just like, get yourself a new life. Mm -hmm. When Ash was imagining it, didn't it show Brock, like, it didn't show, like, bullets, like, ravaging his body or anything, but didn't he, like, grab his chest as if he had gotten (laughs) hit by it and, like, fell over? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, which (laughs) was ridiculous. Oh. All right, and one more thing, and then you can continue with the story. But in the original dub, Todd's name was supposed to be Snap. And there are actually dubs with that name being used, except they didn't use it in the United States. They used it in other countries that used the English dub. Uh, he was supposed mm-hmm. to, because he was supposed to be a tie-in with the Pokemon Snap N64 game. Right. And he even looks like the character from the N64 game, who is called Snap. Yeah. Um the problem that they ran into was that they could be sued by Kellogg's because of their Snap character that is a mascot of Rice Krispies. That so, makes sense. And then for some reason, when Pokemon started airing on Cartoon Network, you know, they used the Todd dub because both of them were out there and they had the rights to both of them. But they right. decided to just retcon it all and say his full name was Todd Snap. Todd Snap. <laughs> it also went along with the 90s vernacular. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, Peeping Todd reveals that he's taking pictures of Pikachu because he's the, quote, number one Pokemon photo master. Uh, for some reason, Team Ash thinks he says masker, uh, so we can at least confirm that he's not from Texas. <laughs> so, this was one of those untranslatable puns from the Japanese version. Uh, when Ash thinks he says masker, he's wearing a Blastoise mask. It's, like, completely mm-hmm. random. Uh, because in the Japanese, Blastoise's name is Comex which is similar to the Japanese word for camera, which is actually just camera. Mm. So the joke makes a lot more sense there. A whole lot more sense. Yes. Uh, Peeping Todd reveals that he is the photographer of the only known photo of Aerodactyl. When he shows Team Ash the, uh, team Ash the picture, uh, it's just a what, What's did their I name say, again? Did I, just, did I just say Team Ass? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, folks. You can bleep that one out. I meant to say Team Ash. When he shows Team Ash the picture, uh, it's just a silhouette of Aerodactyl. Uh, Ash points out that he's also in the picture being carried by the Aerodactyl. Uh, Jeff, if you want to explain like uh, why he's in the picture of the Aerodactyl, you can. Okay, so for those of you who don't remember, this is from the episode Attack of the Prehistoric Pokemon. And in this episode, Ash uncovers a bunch of prehistoric Pokemon in like a cave of some kind in Grandpa Canyon. And he's carried off by the Aerodactyl, which I think we talked about would not be able to happen with how small Aerodactyl actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and another notable part of this episode, this is also the episode where his Charmeleon evolves into Charizard. Right. Um. Ash seems weirdly proud of photographic evidence of his stupidity, but I suppose one of the hallmarks of idiocy is misplaced pride. Uh, Peeping Todd points out the irony of Ash actually being in the picture and no one knowing who he is, but the dude that took the picture, Peeping Todd, is, quote, world famous, although I question how famous he actually is. Peeping Todd offers to make them pancakes, and everyone gets super excited, although I don't think I would have turned down pancakes either. So during the scene, what actually happened was he wanted to make Ash pancakes as an apology. And when Ash mentions that he likes pancakes, Brock and Misty also butt in. They're like, yeah, we like pancakes, even though they weren't offered the pancakes. <laughs> um, the question is, are pancakes worth being traumatized and almost killed by this Pokemon? Probably. 
<laughs> I would think so. Because I'm pretty sure Japanese pancakes, I've never had them, but I've seen uh, pictures, and they're, like, really thick and fluffy. So I don't know how they yeah, taste, I mean, but they, they look looked, delicious. They, they did look like really good pancakes, and they did mm-hmm. look thick and fluffy. And I always, you know, I've always been more of a pancake person than a waffle person. You said you're more of a pancake person than a waffle person? Yes. I love pancakes, but I'm probably, like, very slightly more of a waffle person. No, I'll go pan- though I will choose French toast over either of them. That's fair. But also, y- y'all don't have Waffle House in Michigan, do you? No, I ate at a Waffle House once. Dude, Waffle House is like the holy grail of the South. And I mean, it, it also goes west, but Waffle House is delicious. Don't let anyone tell you any different. Like, and the greasier the floor in the Waffle House, the better the food tastes. <laughs> um. As Peeping Todd begins to take pictures of a pancake-eating Pikachu, we learn that Pikachu gets stage fright, and he shocks Peeping Todd. Peeping Todd is upset that this isn't a candid shot and insists that Pokemon pictures should be taken in their natural habitat. Team Ash is enamored by his passion, and sappy music plays in the background. So, during the scene, the funny thing is, he tells Pikachu to act natural. What is natural about a Pikachu sitting at a dinner table with a bib (laughs) eating pancakes? I don't know. Uh, Team Ash throws out all their Pokemon, but Peeping Todd gets real weird and says he only wants pictures of Pikachu, but he can't explain why. He's being super sketch uh, and kind of threatening, but when he says he'll get a picture of Pikachu, he says he'll catch him like, quote, no other photographer could. And I just, I thought his minutes, his like sudden Minnesota accent was hilarious to me. Yeah, uh, during this scene, he does seem to go on some sort of power trip. Like, he gets really mean, and he starts yelling at them. Yeah, it was weird. Now, and, like, Pikachu obviously doesn't want to be in this picture, so, Mm -hmm. but he's, like, forcing him. I mean, guys, it is very important to get consent, folks. Yes. Although, this is, you just reminded me of something. Apparently, there are some states that are only single consent as far as, like, having your picture taken or video taken. So, like, uh, like, if it's just the person taking the picture, they don't have to get permission from the other person, I think. I could be wrong. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know laws, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. Someone on Twitter correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, it doesn't will. make any sense to me. Oh, no, I know they will. Um... The scene cuts to Team Ash walking down some random dirt road, and this was a weird, uh, this was like a weird transition, uh, because it wasn't clear that this was a, a flashback. Like, it, it's like it went into a flashback, and then it's about to go into another flashback, or if it just went forward in time, there was like no transition from, like, they didn't say goodbye to Peeping Todd, so I was kind of confused for a second. I had to run it back and make sure I didn't miss a scene. No, I, I do, I think... Yeah, I think it's them leaving. They just, for some reason, decided not to put a scene there, which is interesting because Pokemon is very good at putting very superfluous scene. Superfluous. Did I use that word right? Yeah. Superfluous. Superfluous. Yeah, that word. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, scenes there that there doesn't really be need to be like, especially like scenes with Team Rocket later taking off like a disguise that didn't need to be there. Yeah. Um and but this one they're just like no we're just gonna show them leaving they're not gonna say goodbye to him or anything yeah 
Um, so it, it, it cuts to them walking down some random dirt road while Peeping Todd waits in the bushes. It flashes back to Peeping Todd talking to Jesse, James, and Meow, who were dressed as old people and begging him to take the perfect pic- picture of Pikachu. Don't you love the alliteration there? I, I do. The perfect I... picture of Pikachu. Um, I'm not entirely sure what their plan is yet, uh, but it's zany and I like it. Jesse and James fight over a stake or something and then take off their costumes. So I have a comment here that says, I don't like how they have to spell it out, but it looks like you missed the gist of this conversation because I'm going to spell it out for you. Okay. Uh, they read that Todd is the best at capturing Pokemon, so they don't realize that he is good at capturing photographs of Pokemon. But they do like allude to it in this scene that their mistake, which... I have a comment that I wanted to make is I don't like how they have to allude to it. I wish they kind of would let the listener figure it out for them or the viewer figure out for themselves. Yeah. I was probably typing at the same time and like they pay it off later in the episode, but I was, yeah, I, I am not on a, uh, like an eight year old. I can't comprehend things as well as an eight-year-old, I guess is what I'm trying to say, because I, I guess I just missed all that. Uh, back with Team Ash, Peeping Todd jumps out of the trash to take a picture of Pikachu, but by the time the shutter clicks, Ash has replaced Pikachu. Peeping Todd tries a few more times, but Ash steps in each time and taunts Peeping Todd. So, in this scene, Pikachu does remind me a lot of my dog. Whenever I try to take a picture of him doing something cute, he quits doing it as soon as I bring up my phone. Yeah, same. It's like they know what you're doing with your phone. Yeah, they they refuse. Um, in fact, my Zoe does the same thing. Like she'll have a really cute look on her face as she's sleeping, like a big smile, and then as soon as I bring up my phone, she's done. I'm like, come on, <laughs> be cute for once, or stay cute. Um, meanwhile, Team Rocket digs a hole and covers it so that someone will fall into it. And I'm even more confused by their plan at this point. I mean, this still doesn't really make any sense even when you know what they're what they think Todd does. Um like if they think Todd is the one that captures Pokemon, why are they the one digging the Yeah, hole? it makes no sense. It's like they're just throwing schemes at the wall and hoping one will stick. Uh James scenes patty cake, patty cake, it's our trap uh, as he pats down the t- dirt on the top of the hole which was very in character for James. <laughs> uh and so as uh, he's doing that it does fade to black and so we are going to Go to our Who's That Pokemon segment. Who's That Pokemon? All right. Our Who's That Pokemon for this week. So there was no, like, reveals of any new Pokemon, so I picked one that we've seen before, and we are going to talk about Geodude, who in Japanese is called Isitsubute, or Isitsubute? I don't know. My Japanese is horrible. Uh, Some basic information about Geodude. He is number 74 in the Pokedex. He is a rock ground type, but he does have an Alolan form, which is rock and electric. Um, I put a picture of his Alolan form down below, Josh, if you want to take a look at it. Um... He both of his forms are one foot four inches tall. He weighs forty four point one pounds in his rock and ground version. In his Alolan version, he weighs forty four point eight pounds, and he is known as the Rock Pokemon and evolves into Graveler or Alolan Graveler at level twenty five. The Alolan Geodude doesn't look that much different from the regular. No, and his Pokedex entries will kind of tell where, like, yeah, what happened to make him that way. I have always hated Geodude because whenever you're going through like Rock Canyon or whatever it's called in the games, yeah, I can't remember exactly what it's called, 
and like a million of them show up and it's like okay you all know you're about to get destroyed like you know <laughs> one water gun is just gonna kill you so why do you just keep showing up you're all gonna go extinct because i'm about to kill you all make them faint not kill whatever close enough all right so his origins his name geodude may be a combination of the prefix geo from g which is greek for earth and dude a slain word for a male it may also be from geode a usually hollow volcanic rock with crystals inside and dude i would say that that now uh dude is you can call like male or female dude okay I can't think, I mean, I can't think of the word. There's a word that means it can go for both, but I can't remember what it is. I'm tired, too. That's my excuse. <laughs> uh, his Japanese name, Isitsubute, is a combination of Ishi, which means stone, and Subute, which means throwing stones. Um... What is he based off? Geodude is based on a living rock or a boulder. Uh, a lowland geodude seems to have dark structures made of piezoelectric crystals or magnetite, a subset of iron ore known for its black crystalline appearance and magnetic properties. Its electric type may also be a pun on thunder egg. I don't <laughs> know why that's a pun, but I guess we'll go with it. A uh, geodude's biology. Geodude is a brownish gray boulder Pokemon. It has bulging rock Rocky eyebrows, trapezoidal brown eyes, and a wide mouth. Its arms are muscular with five-fingered hands. Geodude uses its arms to climb steadily up steep mountain paths. As a result of their physical appearance, Rhyperiors sometimes mistake this Pokemon for actual boulders and fire them through their hands. <laughs> a Geodude is proud of its sturdy body, will bash against others of its kind in a contest of sorts to prove whose body is harder. It will even go as far as to compare itself with other species such as Roggenrola and Carbink. That, longer... that just makes me think that Geodude's name should be Geodouche. <laughs> Uh, the longer it lives, the more chipped and worn its body becomes. Long-lived Geodude are completely smooth and round, and they have a calm demeanor. However, Geodude's heart remains rugged and tough no matter what. Geodude can be most often found on mountain trails and fields, with a scholar counting about 100 of them on just one route. It will sit still in these... We'll get to that. These Pokedex <laughs> entries will. Uh, which is why it is often mistaken for a rock. It is often stepped on and will sometimes swing its arms in anger when this occurs. When Geodude sleeps deeply, it buries itself halfway into the ground. Once buried, it will not awaken. Even if someone steps on it in the morning, Geodude rolls downhill in search of food. It just rolls downhill? That's yeah. basically what I do. I'll just roll out of bed and be like, I need some bacon. <laughs> Sausage and eggs. Uh, in the Alola region, Geodude is made from magnetic rock with a more silvery appearance. There are areas on Alolan Geodude's body that are especially magnetic and attract iron sand, creating the appearance of black eyebrows and strands of short black hair. Its fingers are fused together, leaving only the thumb and index finger free. Stepping on Alolan Geodude results in a an electrical shock and sometimes an angry headbutt. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, he what headbutt is not angry? I don't know. Uh, like regular Geodude, it competes with others by bashing their bodies together. The iron sand sticks to the one with stronger magnetism. The Alolan Golem will fire these Geodude if real rocks are absent. So Geodude is like the Pokemon equivalent of those like super insecure dudes who like wear tap out shirts and stuff. Yeah, and they cut off the arms and... <laughs> Geodouche. Um, so, all right. So... 
Uh, some Pokedex entries on Geodude. Red and Blue says, Found in fields and mountains, mistaking them for boulders, people often step or trip on them. Uh, Pokemon Yellow says, Commonly found near mountain trails, etc. If you step on one by accident, it gets angry. <laughs> I mean, um, I'd get angry too if you stepped... <laughs> if you stepped on me on accident, I would get angry. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Pokemon Gold says, Most people may not notice, but a closer look should reveal that there are many Geodude around. Yep. <laughs> and they all try to attack you at one after another. Uh, Pokemon Silver says it uses its arms to steadily climb steep mountain passes, swings its fist around if angered. Uh, Pokemon Crystal says proud of their sturdy bodies, they bash against each other in the contest to prove who, who's is harder. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Ruby says the longer a Geodude lives, the more its edges are chipped and worn away, making it more rounded in appearance. However, this Pokemon's heart will remain hard, craggy, and rough always. Yeah, the longer I live, the more rounded I become, too. So. <laughs> but does your heart remain hard, craggy, and rough? Uh, my heart's been black since birth. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Sapphire says when Geodude sleeps deeply, it buries itself halfway into the ground. It will not awake even if hikers step on it unwittingly. In the morning, this Pokemon rolls downhill in search of food. <laughs> uh, Fire Red says, this is one of my favorite. Its round form makes it easy to pick up. Some people have used them to hurl at each other in a snowball fight. Forty-one pounds. Isn't Forty-four. That how much said it Forty-four pounds. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm I not mean, even sure I could lift forty-four pounds. So you know, we've all been in that snowball fight where you have the jerk who, and they may not mean it, but you know, they pack the snow so tightly it's like becomes ice crystals, and they just mm -hmm. whaps you. Can you imagine just getting smacked in the head with a forty-four pound geo, dude? You probably die. It's yeah. like that scene in uh, Home Alone 2 where Kevin McAllister throws the brick off the, uh, yeah. the building and it hits Marv in the face. That would probably have killed him. Yeah, I it's know. Like that. And that brick did not weigh 44 pounds. Nope. That brick maybe weighed two pounds. Yep. A Pokemon Sun says, Its round body makes it easy to pick up, but it is hard and heavy. It's dangerous to play with them as if they were snowballs. <laughs> It's like a giant <laughs> snowball with like who's gonna who's gonna pick it up? This thing has arms. Like who thinks snow uh, snowballs weigh that much and have arms? I can just picture you pick him up as a snowball. You live. You smack your kid and a kid gets smacked in the head. He goes crying to his mom and the other kid's like, "What? I didn't know it was an accident." Uh, ridiculous. Uh, Pokemon Moon says there are plenty of them to be found along any road. A scholar with too much free time once counted a hundred of them along a single route. Ridiculous. Too many. Overpopulation. Over I just like how they didn't even go with science on this one. They just said, uh, he counted a lot. Of <laughs> what should we say about Geodude? Someone counted them. Uh, it's about a hundred, give or take. Uh, Pokemon Ultra Moon says it uses both hands to climb precipitous cliffs. People who see it in action have been known to take up bouldering. I don't know what bouldering is. Climbing <laughs> rock bases? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just picture someone just squatting down, like wrapping their arms around their legs going, I'm a boulder. <laughs> That's my just hold, holding their arms out. <laughs> it's like they're a, it's like they do a cannonball when they jump into a pool, but they just hold their arms out. <laughs> yeah, that's what bouldering is. Um, now some Alolan uh, Pokedex entries. Pokemon Sun says its body is a magnetic stone. Iron sand attaches firmly to the portions of its body that are particularly magnetic. 
Uh, Pokemon Moon says, if you accidentally step on a Geodude sleeping on the ground, you'll hear a crunching sound and feel a shock ripple through your entire body. Ultra Sun says, if you mistake it for a rock and step on it, it will headbutt you in anger. In addition to the pain, it will also zap you with a shock. <laughs> in addition to the pain. Addition. <laughs> yes. And then Ultra Moon says, Geodude compete against each other with headbutts. The iron stain on their heads will stick to whichever one has stronger magnetism. <laughs> All right, and that is our Who's That Pokemon segment on Geodude. Who's that Pokemon? Back in the episode, Peeping Todd waits in the bushes while Team Ash walks by. Ash comments that Peeping Todd doesn't understand the feelings of the Pokemon he takes pictures of, and Peeping Todd gets super butthurt about it. Uh, but before he can shed a tear, Team Ash falls into Team Rocket's hole. Peeping Todd goes over to help, but decides to snap a picture of Pikachu while it's in the hole. Team Rocket is very confused as to why he's taking a picture until they realize that Peeping Todd is listed in the magazine as, quote, the best at capturing Pokemon on film. Classic Team Rocket mix-up. So, I just want to say that Todd is a lousy photographer. Like, he's not even able to get, he had many chances to just get a quick picture of Pikachu and then um, be on his way, but... Whatever. And also, if I was Team Ash, I would be super angry if he was trying to get a picture instead of saving them in this hole. <laughs> Me too. Uh, and one last thing. In the Japanese version, the magazine doesn't even have a picture of Todd, and it just says he's a camera boy and 10 years old. Yeah, I really want to know canonically how, uh, how famous this kid actually is. Or if it's just his, like, 10-year-old overinflated uh, ego. <laughs> He, he he got put into one magazine and now he thinks he's famous. <laughs> While taking pictures, Peeping Todd notices that the bottom of the pit is crumbling, but isn't able to save them before they fall through into some kind of underground river thing that goes in, into like a dam or something weird. It kind of looks like that scene in The Fugitive where uh, Harrison Ford is like looking over the water and can jump out of the thing. Um, I really have no idea what this place is. Though you do have to give Team Rocket props here. They somehow broke through a concrete with their shovels. Yeah, they have super strength, but they're they're wasting their time and effort trying to steal a Pikachu. Yeah. Peeping Todd chases after Ash and Pikachu as they head uh, towards the cliff and saves them by extending his tripod out for them to grab, even though it ruins his camera. Team Rocket shows up and says their mantra and their old people voices before finally revealing themselves. Everyone is surprised to find out it's them, and it may be a new year, but Ash clearly didn't catch the new you part, because he's as dumb as he always has been. Meowth pulls out a net and captures Pikachu. And during this scene, Ash acts so surprised that they're Team Rocket, but Brock identified that they were as soon as they fell in the hole. Like, before they even saw Team Rocket, they fall in the hole, and Brock's just like, Ah, oh, Team Rocket. <laughs> Uh, James throws a few bombs at them, and when I say bombs, they're like the classic, like, cartoon bombs that are little circles with the, uh, the wick. wick. Yeah. Yeah, the wick that comes out. Fuse. He doesn't even have to- Fuse, thank you, that's what the word I was looking wick for. Wick is a candle. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even have to light it, he just pulls it out from behind him and it's already lit. Uh, he throws the bombs at them, but his aim is terrible and he misses every time. As he pulls out his last bomb, Ash gets the idea to take the camera off Peeping Todd's tripod and get Team Rocket to pose for a picture just long enough for the bomb to blow them up. 
It's a really stupid plan, but it's the perfect counter to Team Rocket's stupid plan. Ash sends out his usual Pokemon, and they free Pikachu and attack Team Rocket. Bulbasaur chases Team Rocket into the river, and they go over the edge. With Team Rocket defeated, Ash and Peeping Todd have become friends, and they take the first selfie in recorded history. <laughs> and that is where the episode ends. Yeah, so what did you think of this week's episode? Uh, This was a total filler episode. Um, it didn't even have any new Pokemon, um, and it just took, um, it took Team Rocket back to the roots of trying to capture Pikachu, but I still liked it, whether, I don't know if it's more from liking the episode or more from just being happy to be back, um, with the Pokemon Snapshot, but it was alright. I, I did think that, I did think that Team Rocket's misunderstanding of what Peeping Todd did was funny, thinking that he was the best at capturing Pokemon when it was really, uh, him capturing them on film, and then when their plan didn't work out, they just went back to the basics of trying to catch Pikachu in a net. <laughs> so, I know you call this a filler episode, but by the definition of filler, it actually isn't considered a filler episode. For the only Why reason not? being that Todd is with them for the next two episodes. Huh, I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you... I didn't expect you to, but... And then he also comes back in the Johto seasons... Mm -hmm. For another, like, three-episode story arc. Okay. Well, I guess they were really trying to promote Pokemon Snap. Yeah, well, episodes. the Johto ones would have been way after Pokemon Snap came out, but... Yeah. Yeah, they brought him back, and I don't think they've really brought him back since, which I'm... I don't know. I don't know why, but yeah, I like the episode, too. I don't know. Todd isn't one of my most favorite characters. I think he's just kind of boring. Yeah. There's nothing too special about him. Which, I think, as we go on and we find more prominent, like, we'll meet other people that they that come back from episodes. And I think the problem is that with our three main characters, they each have their own personality that any new character doesn't have a big enough personality to match with them, and they just kind of become boring. Right, right. Yes, definitely get that. So, like, we'll meet, towards the end of this first season, we'll meet Richie, and uh, he comes back for multiple episodes, but he's just not as exciting as Ash, because he has the right. exact same character as Ash, and Todd kind of did too, but Ash is already kind of filling that void. Yeah. Uh, so, but though, but, again, like you, I did enjoy this episode, maybe, I don't know, it's hard to say how much I enjoyed it, or was I just happy to be back recording again? Maybe a bit of both. A bit of both, yeah. So, we do have a question for this week's episode, and our question this week is, do you like taking pictures? If so, what do you like taking pictures of? And my answer to this, I mean, I I try to take pictures just to remember things and look back on things, but yeah. I don't really take pictures I, of specific things. I assume you probably just take pictures on your phone of your kids and stuff like that. My kids and my dogs. Yeah, I've got tons of dog pictures on my phone, but, like, I I don't have cameras or anything like that. I'm not some sort of no. professional photographer. It's always just pictures of my dogs. And I don't take pictures of food. I know people like to do that. Yeah, I don't either. I just eat the food. The, the food doesn't last long enough for me to take a picture of it. <laughs> so, if you want to tell us what you like to take pictures of, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot, or you can send us an email at thepokemonsnapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app of your choosing so other Pokemon fans such as yourself can find the podcast. All right, Josh, do you have anything else to add? 
I don't think so. It's good to be back. It's good to be back and can't wait to do this again next week. Uh, So please join us next week when we will be watching The Ultimate Test.